Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, and of course, download the latest episodes at WMR. FM. In this episode, this is going to be a fun one. We're going to learn how to grow by saying no to your agency clients. And joining us for that conversation of Riot Customs is Katrina Martin. Katrina, welcome to Press This. Thank you so much. So glad to have you here. I know I've gotten to get to know you from around the way within the WordPress and Genesis communities. And so I wanted to have you on here to talk about your strategies for saying no to clients in your agency business. And I believe you get some benefits out of that, including perhaps delivering more value to your customers and of course, less headaches for yourself. Um, but to kick us off, Katrina, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about your WordPress origin story. When was the first time you used WordPress? So the first time I ever used WordPress was looking for a new platform to create um, in better learn. So um, I learn by breaking things. So uh, I used to use Blogger post the MySpace template creation and I went to Blogger and Blogger is not that very intuitive. Um, it's very messy. It doesn't make sense. Um, so I tore apart randomly one day a WordPress theme and I was like, oh, this is really cool and literally learned PHP that way and never looked back. Nice. You know, I know a lot of people's journey is similar in terms of like tearing things down and learning by looking 
what year did you um, tear apart that first WordPress theme? Do you recall? Like, like about 2007, 2008. It was very early 2000s. I think MySpace went off around 2006, so it had to be around that time. Okay, okay. So right in the thick of blogging getting really popular. Yeah. Um, and then, but still before custom post types and custom meta fields. So kind of before that, what I consider to be like the CMS era of WordPress. Right, right. Um, now you've been, since you broke down that theme and kind of learned PHP and of course learned WordPress along the way, um, you started Riot Customs and, and you do this work for others now, right? Can you tell me a little bit about Riot Customs? Yeah, so I started right before I got into WordPress. Um, I used to be a graphic designer. Um, I went to design school um, and I would make um, flyers and things like that. Um, so I started the business right customs. That was probably around 2004, maybe. Um, and it just progressed from there. Um, I like to design for fun versus designing for businesses. Um, so I kind of took that completely off of my services and just went directly into development because I found uh, more comfort there when it came to creating a business with it. That's interesting. So you had started Riot before using WordPress, but as a designer, and then I guess, was it tearing apart the theme that gave you the kind of thirst to learn to code or was it uh, something? Yeah. Um, well, I always done it. I was doing CSS because MySpace only did CSS and HTML for Blogger. Um, and I just have this natural urge to want to learn more and more and more all the time. Um, so the more I got in, so when I found WordPress, I just got into this like, oh, this is really cool. It challenges me. Um, I'm constantly learning things. Even today, I'm still learning things. Have you fully purged the design part of you and like you're all nerd or do you feel like you're a blend of the two? I'm a blend of the two because of my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have turned the need to do design more into interior design. Um, God help my roommate um, constantly buying things. Um, but I still have that desire to design things just not for other people. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so you can scratch that itch in other ways and, and lean into the, the nerd part of your persona, I suppose, for the business side. Very interesting. So it sounds like in this journey, um, even things you love, like design, you end up having you ended up having to kind of say no to over time in some capacity. So could you tell me a little bit about like your journey? Like how did you discover that saying no uh, was a good strategy to use in your business? Was it by accident? Did you do it on purpose? Help me understand like what that dis process of discovery was like. It was a little of both. So I, um, a few couple years ago, I got really, really sick and had to deal with my health. So um, trying to run a business and get clients um, and also not remembering to take care of myself was part of that journey to say no to people. So um, a part of the no is where I end up taking design off because they were it wasn't fun anymore. Um, burnout is real, um, especially when you're sick. Um, so I had to develop this new way of how do you stay alive and keep a business alive at the same time. And the best way that I figured that out was by saying no. In fact, it's my favorite song <laughs> at this point. Um, I have no problems of telling people no. Um, 
and I don't just do it in business, I do it in my personal life as well. So me getting sick had everything to do with me learning how to tell people no, that I'm not gonna do that, or, or no, that's not gonna work. Um, there's so many ways to say no, um, and I think people respect you more as a person and as a business when you say no. So it wasn't that you sat down one day and you were like, I'm saying yes too much. It's, it's literally that your hand was forced. You got sick. Yeah. You had to run a business. You kind of lost your passion on the design side a little bit. And it was just a matter of need. You had to say no. And so it was in that journey that you discovered the value and like you kept it up even since those forces have abated. Yeah. Like, um, it's just, it's the worst thing. I like really crazy life experiences help you, especially the bad ones, um, kind of give you perspective in life. So now I'm in the process of teaching my clients who currently we had to, I had to like force her hand to shut down because she was falling apart physically at this point she had COVID and then her back went out this whole landslide happening and I had a I'm teaching her to say no um even though she knows that I tell her no all the time <laughs> um to the point where I call her family <laughs> that's right you probably say no to family more than you say no to strangers that's interesting just as a general observation yeah, so she ran herself ragged to the point where she finally listened and said, you know, I, I do need to start saying no. And it's such a relief. I know like on a personal level, if I have some event or, or thing that happens that transcends and I have to say no to things, it's, it's such a relief, like the sense of empowerment to like get that control back with what you're working on. Did you experience that or was it just relief? For the pressures you were feeling for getting sick and the pressures on your business like did you feel that sense of relief within the business itself it was a relief on both ends but especially my business because at first just like everyone else when you're first starting off you're just trying to get in as many clients as you can to make as much money as you possible to stay in business um and that kind of contributed to my getting worse medically um, so when I started reevaluating along that journey of saying no to people, um, my business isn't as busy, but it's more manageable um, physically, emotionally. My clients are happier because they have more time with me versus, oh, you get this little amount, yada, 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 because um, I got to change my services to where they can still have me when they need me the most, because it's a retainer business now. Um, so it they sounds feel like, I was gonna say just real quickly, it sounds like, you know, by, by taking that journey, being forced to take it, you ended up ultimately in a better self place yourself and your clients also did. Uh, but I wanna dig into this a little bit deeper, but we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm 
and rush your enterprise level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Katrina Martin about how to grow by saying no to agency clients. Katrina, right before the break, you had shared how you kind of were forced into this journey of saying no due to circumstances, but then found great value in your business. And then of course, great value in your customers' businesses as well. Um, So I know like the inclination for particularly kind of new freelance and agency businesses is to be a, you know, a yes ma'am or a yes man to the client on whatever they ask. But why do clients ask for things they don't need? Like, why are they asking for these things that you should be saying no to? I think uh, just in a general sense is that we have gone through um, business-wise with the customer always being right, and that's completely false. Um, I worked in customer service for about 15 years, and I can tell you they're wrong (laughs) all the time. This is why you have policies. This is why you have contracts, because they're not, they don't know, they're not the experts in whatever field you're in. They don't know. They just want things. So you as an expert telling them they can't have things probably will help you and them both in the long run than it will in a short one. Yeah, they'll probably get mad, but then they'll find out sooner or later who they went to a yes man that the whole thing went completely out of control. Um, They didn't get exactly what was needed. They just got a bunch of bells and whistles and they have a broken website. Um, This is from personal experience and noticing that, that I got a lot of clients based off of terrible experiences prior. Um, They were told that they could have all of these things and it didn't work out the way that it was supposed to. And when they, by the time they came with me, it was, well, this whole list of things that you wanted should have never happened. You didn't need them. They were unnecessary and they don't even work for your business goals. So if you find a ground to where it's more important to have quality over quantity, then that will change the way that customers come to you. So it sounds like from the high level, customers are kind of getting this notion that they need A, B, and C through wherever, right? I guess Facebook posts or blogs they read. They come in and ask an agency or freelancer for the thing. Some folks say, sure, I'll do that for you. Um, But kind of your view, it's kind of funny. This is very similar to how I thought about customer engagements in my agency days was that that notion that the customer is always right doesn't always apply when the customer is inquiring about, uh, you know, essentially consulting services about like what they should do. And I remember in our marketing arm, we would have, you know, SEO and PPC, and we would have people come in and say, we need SEO like tomorrow. And we would say, well, what do you really need tomorrow? And they would say, uh, well, leads and sales. I was like, okay, great. Do you do PPC? And they're like, no. 
And then, of course, the, the recommendation would be to start with PPC rather than SEO to get those sales to the door faster. But it sounds like from your perspective, thinking about it through your clients, you're like basically like lifting an eye, like thinking, is this really the right thing I should be doing for this company or this person? Does that sound about right, Katrina? Yeah. Um, working for other people in different industries, um, I can tell you that uh I had clients come into the workplace demanding things that had nothing to do with how their business functioned. Um, and you're just like, why would we do that when that's not going to help them? Yeah, I love that way of thinking. And of course, businesses hire agencies and freelancers usually to grow. So if you're not achieving that outcome, um, you, it's probably time to say no, which of course, I feel like when you say no to things and you point out, hey, you don't really need this, you need this other thing. Like that's a pretty easy conversation, but how do you think about saying no if someone asks for more than they bought, like scope creep, um, like you should have done this or I expected you to do that, um, but it's not necessarily clear in the agreement or the scope of work or whatever. Like, how do you how do you say no in those situations? Oh, that's my those are my favorite people. Um, I am a queen of difficult people. Um, I worked in a call center, so I can handle any kind of type of customer or client. Um, I did it for uh, so many years. So those are the creepers, I like to call them. Um, they are the ones, how I deal with them is how you deal with a child who wants more of something. Um, you. You have to not use condescending, don't be rude, just flat out say like, hey, make sure you have everything written down, make sure you have your contract solid. Um, like, hey, this is what we agreed on doing, this is not part of that agreement. If you want to do that as well, we can do that at another time on a different project. So then of course, some clients reply back and say, uh-uh, and then of course retort, so you just escalating the no, I guess, until they get it and then part ways if they don't or. Yeah, I basically tell them like, it's not gonna happen. Like if you want this to happen, this is another project that we can do. Well, it's like, but right now we're doing what we agreed on. If you don't like that, we can end the contract. And that's usually when they back down. Yeah, that notion of, you know, kind of not just earning, but like representing that respect that you're providing a quality, quality craft. If you have a team member, maybe a quality team members and like, no, what we do is important. What we agreed on is important. And we're going to, you know, keep our business healthy, keep our team healthy, keep our team, you know, well cared for and everything else by having these policies. Yeah. Um, Saying no is a big boundary that you should have. Um, what's in your contract is your boundary. Um, and they have to respect that boundary. Do you find that more often than not, you get the client to agree to the additional, uh, to pay for the additional work? Like, you can't always just be like, no, I'm not going to do it, right? You're like, oh, well, that's not in the additional scope, but for a little bit more money, we can totally knock that out. Like, are you? Are yeah, you even that? in my contract, it says if you're going to add more, it's going to be more money. Um, and they know that upfront. If you decided that you want to add, an extra whole page that you're going to be paying for that whole page of extra work because um, it's not part of, of the breakdown of the project. Um, and they usually respect you more for doing that, especially up front. Um, 
and they most of the time they will agree to it um or they'll come back they say not right now or they'll come back at another time um and that is also the best way to get repeat business so i guess i'm then curious like the other side of scope creep like there's the obvious ones where it's like I want you to build out this whole section of the website that we never agreed on. But then there's some more like insidious ones, those small, like 15 minute fixes. And I remember in my agency days, my staff would often do these things on the, you know, on the sly, if you will, just to get the customer happy. Um, and, and I was a big fan of uh, uh, one of these, uh, like, um, I don't know, reality TV shows about bars. And they talked about this notion of over tipping. Uh, over pouring to get a bigger tip from the customer. And that's kind of a, a form of giving away assets, if you will, for that kind of immediate benefit of that tip. And so I often think of the thought of those 15 minute micro projects as like emotional over tipping. Like, I just want to make this person happy. I can do this fix really quickly. So like, where do you draw the line? Do you do those like little incremental fixes just because it's 15 minutes? Or are you like super strict when when you start to think about when you say no? It all depends. Um, for certain clients, I'll do extra because I know they're not going to ask again. Um, you kind of have to pay attention to t what type of client that you're doing that for. Those the people that will take advantage of that and will constantly try to do that. Um, it's all trying to fill, fill it out. Um, I've been in situations where I did a little bit of extra work because it took like two or three minutes, but then you get you know, there's a 50-50 chance that they will keep doing it or they won't. So you're thinking about it through the lens of like, am I setting precedence? Will this cause me more headaches later down the line? I think that's a great way to think about that. I do have some more questions, but we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. 
Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Katrina Martin of Riot Customs about how to grow by saying no to agency clients. Katrina, right before the break, we talked a little bit about saying no to clients asking for more than they bought, in other words, scope creep. So my next question is, like, when you're saying specifically no, if someone asks for something that they don't need, like, how do you... Like, how do you do that? Are you saying like, hey, no, you're totally wrong. I know better. This is what you need. Are you like taking them on an educational journey? Like, how do you kind of prove that saying no is the right call because they don't need it? Always go the education route. Don't tell them because you're, you know, more than them. They're right. Um, That's, it's kind of, you're going to end up in a crazy situation. Um, Always use always make it a learning experience for them. So whatever they're asking for that doesn't make sense, um, look up references um, to why that doesn't work for them um, and show them because they're not, they don't really know. That's why they're coming to you because you are the expert. So you have to teach them why that thing isn't going to help them or that extra feature is unneeded. Um, This is why at the beginning you need to have that, full conversation of what it is that they looking for and kind of find a mutual ground of what is actually needed in that conversation for their business. Their business goal isn't always to just get more clients. Um, Sometimes that business goal is to get uh, a better quality of clients. So how do you get that versus having certain features on the website that doesn't bring in quality customers, but just customers. So you have to find where that place is uh, prior um, to that point. Um, I know that clients will literally just ask for things because they saw somebody else have it and you have to tell them why that this person would do that versus why you shouldn't do that. Um, So that's why I always say the educational route is always the best route to go. Okay, so you're you're kind of bringing the customer along in the journey. The consulting isn't just about you know you making the things or even telling them what the right thing is, but helping them to understand why it's the right thing. And then you mentioned that you ask uh, what they're looking for in their business, and I noticed you didn't say things like better search results or more traffic. Like you kind of went straight to the like business outcomes, like what kind of customers, the the number of customers. Do you find like you have to bridge that gap a lot with customers, where like they come in asking for an incremental metric, and you're like, well, wait a minute, what are you really trying to do here? Yeah, if you're a online shop. Um just because you have a large amount of traffic on your site, that doesn't mean that they're buying anything. So the goal is to get people to buy versus just get a lot of traffic. So the goal to have more traffic makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. So that, that notion of saying no becomes a lot easier when you kind of balance the strategy against the outcome. I also remember from my agency days, I had a client who had given us a target cost per uh, customer to acquire, which we were hitting in our PPC campaigns. And they fired us though, because we didn't have as many visitors in our campaigns as an agency that was managing the Facebook campaign who basically had no conversions. 
and I explained to them why our approach was better, ROI, obviously, um, and, uh, but they still didn't see it. And I decided not to press it any further and just walked away from the deal. Have you ever walked away from a customer because you had to say no and they just were not getting why? A lot of times. Um, I am, like I said, I will not say yes to anything just to say yes to get that client. Um, I have not gotten clients because I said no to them that I thought either it was a bad deal or it didn't make sense or it didn't achieve anything. Um, like I mentioned before, just getting traffic to your site does absolutely nothing. Um, you need to, what is the angle? What is the long term? Uh, I like to look at the big picture versus the now. And I think a lot of people are in this day and age or now, 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 now they want instant gratification versus, but that doesn't carry on to like, how will your business survive just the now part? Um, I've seen people go business go viral and they couldn't handle the orders. Well, that's obviously a bad spot to be in. Um, real quick, last question, Katrina, how did adopting a purposeful strategy around saying no positively affect your business? Positive effect of my business that I have long-term clients versus one-off clients. So um, saying no to them and making sure that they're getting the things that they need versus what they want has created, um, I have my oldest, longest client is, I think we're going on five years. Wow, that's amazing. That's exactly what I was picturing what you would say when you described the <laughs> trust you were building in your business. You say no more often to family than strangers. Um, so it's good to see you leveraging that to gain trust with your customers. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Katrina. Thank you for having me. That was awesome. If you'd like to learn more about what Katrina is up to, you can visit riotcustoms.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.